Welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we are going to be talking about the Destruction Grand Alliance, but not just a specific army in the, in the Destruction Grand Alliance. We're going to be talking about oldies, but a goodie. You know, the armies that are still out there knocking around uh, in this new edition, and uh, going to try to uh, uh, see, see a little bit of love to these ones that we call oldie, but a goodie, and how they're faring right now early on in this new uh Age of Sigmar 3.0 with the uh, the new General's Handbook 2022-23 Season 1. Um, but that's going to be a great topic. we got three lists we're going to be looking at, so I think you guys are going to uh, enjoy what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, but before we get into that, of course, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast. Uh, we are here to uh, entertain you, and I hope you guys are uh, definitely entertained. But thanks for joining us here tonight at Grimdark Live. And if you like our show, please don't forget to give, us our channel, give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. And uh, tell your friends about us. You know, please help us uh, uh, promote the show, pass it around to your, your friends and your buddies. Um, and, uh, and and if you don't have any friends or buddies, maybe maybe buy a few. You know, you know, you know, try to find some people that maybe you can flip a couple of bucks to and tell them about Grimdark Live. Also, uh, you're going to see in tonight's show that we're going to be talking about, as we normally do, lists. We're going to be talking about different army lists, three in particular of the three uh, what, I, what we like to call white books uh, that are non-red book uh, destruction armies. Uh, the older ones, hence the name Oldie But a Goodie. Uh, and we're going to be looking at those respective lists. So uh, if you have any lists you'd like to share, please uh, leave that in the chat or the comment section, and we'll definitely get to those uh, as the show goes on. But here it is, you dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Destruction Grand Alliance, White Back Books, Oldie But a Goodie. And uh, here tonight, to talk with me again, once again, that voice in my head to help me muddle through this show, Steve. Steve, what do you hear? What do you say, bud? Happy midsummer, my friend. Happy midsummer. That's like a. It kind of sounds like a like a pagan thing. Like we're gonna go run around nude in the woods and you know burn marshmallows <laughs> or something, right? Is that like is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, you never know. You never know what you're gonna find in the woods. Well, that last time we did that was a golf course. We all we all got we got thrown out. We're still not able to go in there again. I left I left a lot of stuff in the cart. Um, <laughs> and on we go. He really he really is a uh, a, a sick individual. Uh, but yeah, but Steve. So tonight's conversation. We're going to be looking at, uh, I guess the best way to put it here is the remaining whiteback books that are now uh, facing and entering in uh, this new edition of the General's Handbook 2022-2023 Season 1. That's a lot to say. Do you, have, do you have trouble saying that or is it just me? It's probably just you. Yeah, it, it probably is. But you want to know something? The show's already taken a positive twist because right here on the uh, on the chat tonight, we got Shane Galvin. And uh, the, the man is really, uh, really the epitome of class and 
and just really just uh, just a, a compliment to this community because uh, lots so he's of nothing like you. He puts he puts now hold on before you get all weird. You know, don't offend Shane here, all right? He's 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 one of our model guests, you know, and, and supporters of the show. But he puts down lots of nobblers. See, you know, I think that's um, I think that's really uh, he's really looking behind the curtains. This this guy's really getting into the gems of the whole thing, don't you think? <laughs> Anytime you mention nobblers, we lose. Probably a hundred listeners. So what please you, stop mentioning those dirty little mongrels. You know, Shane, I'm awfully sorry that Steve is with us here tonight. But don't worry, buddy. We'll get through the show together. All right, Steve, let's keep muddling through. Don't embarrass me now in front of Shane. All right, so so that's what we're going to be talking about. We got we got all the white back books here on uh, getting into the General's Handbook 2022-23 Season 1. And I think what we're going to discuss here tonight is the state of the game as it revolves around these older destruction books, Right. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of these books that are uh, close to being updated. And by close, I mean probably after season one, because we pretty much already know what books we have coming to round out this year. Yeah. And we know it's not going to be your classic books like your Soul Blight or your OCR Bone Reapers. It's going to be some of the older white back books, but that's okay. We have plenty of time. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, and, and folks, uh, you know, we are going to be talking about not just the, the, the state of these armies, but we're going to be talking about some lists that could be competitive and, and general tactics that are going to go with those lists of the three remaining destruction-based armies that have yet to get a new book, you know. And, and when we refer to the redback books here, gang, that's what we're talking about is is the, the, the new books. And when we talk about the existing uh, destruction armies that are out there. We've got Ogre Maw Tribes, my personal favorite. We got Sons of Behemoth, which is Steve's personal favorite. And then we got Gloomspite Gits, which um is kind of the unfortunate redheaded stepchild of the whole thing, don't you think? Yeah, uh we know that Gloomspite is is probably going to be one of the books that are coming out. So I think right now if you're a Gloomspite player, you're just basically being patient because you know you literally have like two, three months to go. And isn't it ironic, and I don't mean to kind of take us off into left turn at Albuquerque here, but isn't it ironic that when the Gloomspite book first came out in, what, 2019, I believe it was, early 2019. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But, you know, it was one of the best, well-put-together books. I remember it came on the heels of the Beast of Chaos book. At least I remember it came on the it came on the heels of the Beast of Chaos book, and the Beast of Chaos book was that first book that kind of gave us that amalgamation of different units. Um, and oh, I guess Legions and Agash did it before that, I guess. What am I talking about? Um, but the, the gloom spite gets really seemed to capture, what am I trying to say? The, the essence of it's what the all the other diverse army there you go. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You can literally play any type of game that you want. If you want to play, uh, if you want to play the horde, you can play the horde. If you want to play the hammers, like the trolls, you can play them. If you want to play a mix of all of them, you can do that too. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that it gives you so many factions to choose from. Spiders, trolls, Moon Clan Grots. I mean, you could literally take that book and play it for two to three years if you just bought new facets of the army. Right. That's how good that book is. I still think it's a great book. Oh, no, you know, it, it really is. And you know what's funny? This whole new edition, you know, coming into, you know, this this season one, 
Um, I know we've said this, and I know people are like, oh, gosh, you know, Grimdark, don't say it again, but I'm, I'm going to say it again. Because this is really this whole new edition has really put us up on our on our on our heels. I mean, we really turned everything upside down. And if you look at exactly what has happened um, with the Bloom Spite Gits, you know, when they first came out, they really struggled. They were kind of a. I mean, they went from like a four and one army back in the day. You know, remember, especially you you were playing the the the, the Rock Gut Trogoths list. Um, that was easily a, a four and one. Uh, list. Then all of a sudden they became a two and three list for the longest time. Nobody could get a, a list together that was very cohesive. Um, then all of a sudden we introduced the Slogoths, you know, from the Orc War Clans, and they kind of breathed new life into them. Then we find out that uh, Dankhold Trogboss isn't really the way to go in this new edition of, of obviously Season 1. And now people are finding different ways to build them, and we're kind of seeing what I think is the original intent in a way of gloom spite gets, you know, it kind of, we're kind of coming full circle back to 2019 with that army. Don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think the Trogoth army was always meant to be a gimmick. Um, I don't think even the game designers took that army seriously. And now because of the Galician veterans rule, the last thing in the world you want to do is play a Trog, army you don't want to have a dank old trogoth as your boss now because he will make those rock guts galician veterans yep and now you've made them susceptible to being charged by those bounty hunters and getting more damage on you yeah so it, yeah they are hammers now but you don't want to play the dank old as your general you know this is where you now utilize the loon boss and you're right and you know the funny thing about what you just said was you know the, the trogoths are pretty tanky right the rock got trogoths i think they're more tanky than the fellwaters oh they're phenomenal but now. um but i i'll say this i'll say this is that that even with the, even with them you know being you know if you were i don't want to say dumb enough but if 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 you weren't paying attention and they ended up being galician veterans then you're probably they're even themselves are in some trouble now now imagine a normal unit that doesn't have a ward save and you know, four wounds and stuff like that. You could you could be in some some considerable trouble. But let's stick with that real quick because you kind of you kind of reminded me of something that you and I have talked about intermittently um, as time has gone on. So let me let me let me take a slight step backwards because since the release of the new edition uh, back on uh, I'm I'm talking about Steve. I'm, what I'm talking about here is is the season one, the GHB twenty two twenty three on what June twentieth. It was June twentieth is when it was when it was released. It really has been a bit of a roller coaster, and I think what we're seeing right now is those four camps of, of people that we're always speaking about, right? You've got the, the camps of, and I'm, I want you to talk about this, I'll introduce you, but you, you made a really great point. But you talk about the people that are, you know, no Galician veterans, then you have another camp of only only bounty hunters, then you have another camp of both Galician veterans and bounty hunters, and then you have that really weird rogue faction group of players that are like, ah, the hell with it, I'm going to play what I've always played and piss on the whole thing. And they're not taking bounty hunters or Galician veterans. Kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in the, that point you made about the community here a little bit. Yeah, I think there's just four branches right now of the community. And part of it is because people haven't figured out what's going on in the game. And so naturally, they're going to just find themselves seated in one camp over the other. Uh, there are people that are playing the Galician veterans because they think the Horde meta is the way to go. There are people that think that the bounty hunters coming in and smashing the horde meta will be the counterstrike to that. Then you have people who are thinking, well, you know, why the heck am I going with all these, you know, Galician veterans? Why don't I just do MSUs, which is multiple small units? Right. 
And then, of course, you have the guys that are probably your more careful seasoned gamers that are saying, I'm not going to change my whole army because my army, the way it has always worked, is still working. And I think that was proven this past weekend when our buddy John uh, won a tournament playing an army that was a combination of all of the facets. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. You know, um, and it's funny because I, I was naturally gravitating towards the no Galician veteran kind of a player. Um, I, I immediately looked at my, you know, my, my list, uh, you know, as far as my Ogre Maw tribes. And I looked at that and I kind of started to build away from that. Uh, but at first I got to be honest with you, I was all in for Meat Fist. I thought Meat Fist, but back Meat Fist folks is a, uh, is an Ogre Maw tribes tribe in the book. And it was terrible since the book came out and it struggled and people made fun of it. All of a sudden with the whole gluttons and fighting in two ranks and, uh, it seemed like they bred some life back into it. But then all of a sudden they whacked us over the head with this whole bounty hunter versus Galician veteran things. And <laughs> poor meat fist kind of fell flat on his face again. But, uh, I, I think when I, when I looked at my list, I, I fell into, I'm in that weird, I guess I'll say it this way. I'm in that weird list building, uh, phase, if you will, in my, in my gaming uh, life right now of a only bounty hunters. I'm only going to take bounty hunters. And then I'm kind of like that, uh, piss on it. I'm going to play what I've always played, which, you know, I, I wasn't really a big infantry guy, uh, in the, in the beginning anyways, cause I, I mostly gravitated towards beast claw raiders, you know, big stompy monsters. So, um, I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, some be somewhere in there. Do you, do you see people that want, I mean, obviously John's a good, a good example of someone that literally won a tournament and a pretty nice tournament up in Milwaukee, by the way. So I want to throw my shout out to, to all those guys up there that, uh, that, that put that tournament together. I've heard nothing but great things about it. And, uh, you know, hats off to you guys for putting on a nice, uh, uh, banger of an RTT from what I understand. Um, yeah, all the guys had nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. I mean, do you see, do you see people that are, do you think a list, I'm, I'm going to call it the, the heck with it list, you know, where, where folks are just going to play what they always have. Do you, I mean, do you see that maybe being the, a, a consistent way to play and, and be successful in yeah, this, in this mean, meta? I'm doing it myself with my blood knights. Oh. I'm making my blood knights, my bounty hunters. I'm making my dire wolves, my Galician veterans, because I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking some Galician veterans because you are going to need them for your proving grounds. You are going to need them for certain uh, battle plans. So would I go crazy? No. I have two units of 10 dire wolves that are going to be behind my blood knights and they're going to be what I'm going to use to hold on to my objectives. Sure. And then on my army that I'm going to be playing for soul blight is it wouldn't be any different if this edition didn't exist. Okay. Because blood knights are always going to be blood knights. But but in fulminators are always going to be fulminators, you know? But, but eels are always going to be eels. Well, that's true, but so it those are viable Go ahead. Those I'll, are viable I'll, troops in any circumstance. Yeah, but but inadvertently you kind of uh, I mean you know you you want to talk about you know slipping on a used condom and fi- falling in a pile of Christmas you know your blood knights got a lot better with the bounty hunter thing right I mean that that just helped them out. Oh, absolutely. But that's my point. In other words, I'm going to use and exploit all of the new rules, all sure. of the new uh, uh, battalions. Of because course, expert conquerors is perfect for dire wolves. Sure. Not to mention the fact I can pop them up anywhere on the table out, out of my graves. So they're going to be very valuable in yeah. going and grabbing objectives. They're going to be very valuable in getting some of those battle tactics. 
like the ones where you have to uh, claim a piece of terrain in someone else's territory. I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I but, know the one, but it's, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it either. Yeah, but it's yes. like take over their that lands or, yeah. or desecrate right. their lands. Desecrate their lands. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah. I mean, I think you're going to find that most people are going to fall into that fourth camp which is going to be the well-rounded list that most of us have all have always played. And you're just going to give advantages where you can, like bounty hunters, like Deletion veterans. I mean, am I, you know, would I be playing, if I was playing Stormcast, would I be playing my, like, like we talked about the last time, am I going to be putting annihilators in as Deletion veterans? No, no, no. You'd be, you'd be, be, you'd be foolish to no, do that. Of course not. Right. They're going to get slaughtered. Right. You know, right. and I'm not even going to be using, I wouldn't even use that many. I'd be using my fulminators. I True. think you're going to see a lot of people in this, in this new edition, uh, taking full advantage of the battalions. But I also think you are going to see people reinvent the meta shooting might be coming. Oh back. yeah. Yeah. Well, magic might be coming back. I mean, I think, you know, uh, some of our guys at that tournament this weekend certainly proved that magic can be potent. Well, yeah, well, well I mean, look, look at the purple sun. Look, look what's happening there. I mean, people are people are using the purple sun like 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 crazy now. All of a sudden, that's got new life into it. And of course, purple sun is pretty devastating. And I'm looking at the chats here. We got uh, we got John Anderson uh, with us tonight, and he's uh, of course we're going to be talking about this a little bit later. He's a uh, uh, Armed Forces Day tournament champion, so he's going to be back this year. Uh, Trying to trying to you know hoist his uh, Stanley Cup back up back up again, see if he can he can uh, do a repeat. Um, but you know you know he he uh, you know would would probably understand this philosophy too. I mean you take you take you know counters to that too. Like say you know take Teclis or take Nagash or take you know someone like I think I believe Alario can where they can auto dispel those you know, not auto dispel, but have a good chance of dispelling those things. There's what I like about this edition is what I'm trying to get at is yeah, magic is coming back, but you can take something like a powerful endless spell, right? Yep. And have another piece of your army be able to just get rid of that, no problem. And I, I like I like this edition a lot. I really do. I like where we're going. I like the the feel of the game. Um, it is forcing creativity. It is forcing you to think outside of the box. And the beautiful part about it is you can take your army wherever you want to go. If you're comfortable with what, you know, what was old is now new or what was is new is now old. I mean, you could go any way you want, whatever, whichever direction you choose. Right. And still have a great army. But you can also be very creative in this new edition because I guarantee you, no one thought they were ever going to see John's list show up at a tournament. I guarantee it. So uh, creativity, no. yeah. I think, that is also going to win the day. But you know, isn't that? I mean, and, and again, I'm, I'm I'm really I'm really pulling the bus over here uh, and, and stopping the show. But that's kind of been the essence of the game for a long time, really, since the end. I would have to say since about the middle of 2.0. And I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my one of my best lists uh, that I've ever played was a Boulderhead list, uh, which was a tribe in Ogre Maw tribes. Where I literally took a hunter, and I took actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't Boulderhead. I switched it. It was it was a it was a no tribe whatsoever with Ogre Maw tribes. Um, we're not looking at this list here tonight, folks. I'm just going to tell you about one of my one of my favorite ones off the top of my head. But was uh, it was a hunter as my general, and I took four units of cats, four of them, um, and I took uh, the 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 hunter trait. It was a it was a command trait, 
uh, where I, if my hunter is off the table for every for every round he's off the table, you get D three additional command points, or every hero phase, every hero phase. So what I would then do is that the rest of my list, because my battle line was already taken care of with with the cats, which were only fifty five points for two of them, I literally took Bundo Whalebiter, that was the mercenary gargant. I took Kragnos, and I took uh, a Frost Lord on Stonehorn. And that was my quote-unquote Ogre Maw Tribes list. It was a clever, it was a legal list, it was a clever list. And I'm going to tell you, man, that thing banged. That thing was always unmerciful as far as what it was able to do. Plus, I had all the goofy tricks of, you know, kicking the objective and hiding it. And I had a ball with that list. And that list, I mean, it, it destroyed uh, opponents. And it did very well because I had mobility. I had, you know, I got into combat with you, I was going to annihilate you. But So my whole point I'm trying to make is I think creativity is something that's been been increasing since about midway through 2.0, where the clever list is really the one that 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 excels that player. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you're going to see more of it as we progress through this this edition here. And by this edition, I mean this season. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're going to see the creativity factor uh, in just a few weeks when we come to AFD five because. I guarantee you with some of the hardcore killers that we have coming to that tournament, uh, you're not going to see the average uh, good old-fashioned list there. You're probably going to see a lot of creativity in the armies that are going to make up that tournament, yeah. which I think is fantastic. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And, you know, and like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up here before we get on to our next segment here, is that, is that uh, A... I th- I think the caliber of player in the community all around, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this because we we do a goofy show and 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 we have people watching us right now. I'm I'm being very serious, and if, and folks, if you know anything about me, I usually stick my foot in my mouth and say something pretty crazy. So you know I'm being sincere when I say this. I think the caliber of the player in this community has gone way the frick up. Players across the board have gotten better. I think the game is really soaked in with players. Um, I think the only I think the only excuse for a, a a dog player is somebody that's brand new, and maybe somebody that you know wants to quote unquote only play what they like and you know competitiveness be damned. But I, I think the caliber of the player has gone has gone way up. So I think that kind of plays into the and I think it's fun. I think I think people are having fun with the with the, with the hobby again. I think there are there were, there were points in there that was a little dry, and I think that's where we're getting a lot of cre- the, the creative lists is a compilation of darn good players. And people are having a, a good time. You know, the, the lore is coming together with its own, and, and there, there's a lot of richness to the game itself. So that, that's that's my that's my warm up comment, I guess, the best way to put it. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, look at our own club. I mean, we had guys that not even a year ago were you know losing almost every other game, and now they're placing in the top five at, at tournaments outside of our club. So yeah, I think that's. I think that speaks volumes. Well, it, it, yeah, and like I said, I, I I think the community is is in a great place right now, and and not to steal your phrase, but I think in a way we're 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 almost in the next renaissance of of the hobby. That'll be twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three will be the greatest year of this hobby. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But one one quick thing, I'm looking here in the chats here, and I got Darktron sixty nine. He says magic's going to be more bigger when disciples of Zeech and Lumineth Realm Lords new battle tome come out. You've I, got it. Boy, well, I mean, how can it get much bigger? Right out of our mind. <laughs> yeah, but how the heck can it get much bigger than Zeech and Lumineth Realm Lords? I mean, holy cow! When you think magic, those are probably the first two armies I would think of, right? Absolutely. Um, 
I mean, come on, you have Techless, the greatest spellcaster of all time, uh, and he's going to now get a new book. Yeah. Do you think he's really going to be nerfed? Oh, I no. seriously doubt it. No. I'm sure the Lumineth book is going to be even more disgusting than it's been, and I'm sure that Zinch is going to be equally disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna clean your clock, you know. And 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 again, you know, um, I, I think, like I say, I think that I think the cleverness is um, is uh, is definitely there. It is almost there. incumbent on every player to to increase their the level of complexity in their armies. Well, they better, they better, they better. Yeah, yeah, because they, hell's they coming. Yeah, you're not you're not kidding. You're not kidding. I think I think games are going to be are going to be uh, a, a lot of a lot of uphill brawls, you know, which uh, which I like yep. to see. I like to see. Oh, but, I love but, it. But speaking of cleverness, man, here's the uh, proverbial question. Now, I know, I know this is kind of a dumb one for you and I since we're putting together a, a heck of a tournament. But are you are you staying true? Or are you sniffing glue? What do you got? Uh, what do you got happening? Well, you will notice uh, in that little icon in my uh, profile picture that I have uh, my very first uh, blood knight from Justin. So I'm not sniffing glue, but I'm definitely watching other people. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my first blood night that's been painted and hopefully more to come. And, and then I'll, uh, and then I'll have my blood nights by the end of the month here. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, and of course we're getting ready for, uh, for armed forces day five and, and we got a big announcement coming up this Saturday, folks. I'm going to let you in on that. So, you know, I'm not sniffing glue. Like I am working Huge on an announcement. I am. Yeah. I am working on a, uh, uh, an army though, too. And I'd like to talk about it. It's, it's, it's a gloom spite list and we're going to, I'm actually going to share the list, uh, uh, and, and you like the list that we're going to share tonight, the one that I'm the army that I'm putting together that I'm working on, right, Steve? I mean, you, you, you I love at it. any gloom spite list, any army, any army that is currently an underdog. I love them. Right. Right. And when, when it comes to, uh, seedy bars and like really places where I'm going to know I'm going to meet a lot of sleazy individuals or, 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 or destruction based AOS lists. When Steve gives it its blessing, you know, it's going to be a good time. You know, it's going to be a good thing. Right, Steve? <laughs> So will you stop? So, uh, but but no, I'm working on a on a great, and you know what? It's neat when I'm putting this list together because it feels like an old, like an old orcs. Not, I mean, it's not orcs and goblins, but it feels like an old greenskin list that I, that I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, it's right as now. close as you're ever going to get to the old uh, mixed orcs and goblins list. Right, right, yeah, and I'm I'm working on that, and it's uh, it, it's it's going it's going pretty good. It really is. It's it's going it's definitely going pretty good. And uh, we got a, we got Zeech. It looks like uh, we we got Darktron sixty nine. He's putting his Zeech together, you know. And of course, that we got the new book Love coming it. out. So yeah, and Zeech is always. And as a matter of fact, there was a Slaves of Darkness list. Uh, just recently, I just saw it on Twitter. Uh, get this: a Slaves of Darkness list. Totally going off script here, folks. I know we're supposed to be on staying true or sniffing glue, but I think this is this warrants a conversation because it ties into the uh, the oldie but a goodie topic for tonight. A Zeech based, a Mark of Zeech Slaves of Darkness list, literally just went five and zero. Um, at uh, and I'll tell you right now, it was at. I'm looking at my Twitter right now. It was South Coast Series July placing. Um, a host of the ever chosen. Get 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 a load of that, man. A whole oh, nice. yeah, a host of the ever chosen list went five and zero, oh, uh, and it was uh, it was a real simple list. It was our well simple. I mean, you're gonna laugh at me for saying that, but it was it was our Kaon, right? But it was a Chaos Lord as a general. It was a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, that was it. That was your HQ at that standpoint, right there. You got three units of or two units of Aaron Guard, and then you had one unit of eight Iron Golems. And then you had uh, two units of, I believe, the, uh, the 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 beastie dudes, the Warcry beastie dudes. I can't I can't think of their name right now. But um, that a slaves of darkness list, a zeech based slaves of darkness list went uh, 
went went five and zero. Oh. Um, so I love it. I thought there was nothing more boring. Yeah. Than the same. I'm not going to say stupid, but I'm the the same boring lists always winning at the top of every tournament. I mean, you and I both remember the age of Nagash. Oh God, don't you know, get, don't do it. We, no, yeah, we no. remember, you know, when Nagash was winning every tournament. And, and I really think that it cost us a lot of players back in those days. I think a lot of people just got sick and tired of it I, because, you know, Nagash just shows up on the table and, you know, mercilessly annihilates every, you know, every army he faces. Yeah. And it was boring and yeah. nobody wanted and nobody wanted to play against it. I'm going to tell it you was always winning tournaments for almost a year. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. I think it was Adepticon 17 and Adepticon 18. Um, now, mind you, that's 10 games. Out of those ten games I played between both of those years, seven of my lists weren't even they weren't just death opponents. They were Nagash based death opponents. So boring. Sucked. It was terrible. It was yeah. awful. Boring. So I like to kind of see stuff like this. But yeah, you know, so Darktron sixty nine, you kinda of reminded me of that, uh, about that, but you you working on your Zeech, it boom, you know, the uh, the beer hops and the bong resin, uh, you know, you know, parted ways you know i had a mo i had a mo- moses thought there and went oh yeah zeech i forgot about that but yeah so another well, oldie but a goodie. supposedly in august right zeech yes yes i believe zeech and yeah in lumineff are coming right. in august yep yep and uh from what i understand both of them are going to be slobber knocker armies both of them are going to be good both are i mean both of them are going to be are going to be tough but speaking of the uh the news let's get into that man we got uh we got some topics here in the news that uh, i think um well, I, I think the one thing is kind of interesting. Have you seen the new rumor engine? I have not. So not up. let's take a look at it. Speaking speaking of Zeech, you know the rumor engine this week is uh, it, it, it might be it, it could be OBR, it could be I'm not exactly sure. Mm. Uh, Lumineth maybe not. Definitely Zeech. I mean, it seems pretty Zeechy to me. The flame shape, goofy thing there at the top, the top left section uh, is the same as the mark of Zeech. Um, it, it looks very Zeechy to me as far as that type of pillar. Uh, what do you I don't think? know. Um, obelisks usually are associated with high elves or, you know, Lumineth now. Uh, they've yeah. also been associated with, uh, our classic wood elves. I'm trying to see if I see any icons in there or any runes that are elven. Mm-hmm. I see the hook right there which yeah that's what i was referring to, to make me think slanesh maybe but i don't know yeah i don't know well that's a tough one yeah that's what i, I was definitely re- think it's aos without a doubt yeah it, it's well it, of course it's aos i mean but you know when you brought up the obelisk thing you know now i'm going to go back to the lumineth realm lords you know or i guess the coalition because it was it was mal it was well you know Mal- uh, malorian uh techless Tyrion, and um uh Snake Mother, can't think of her name. Hello, um, daughters of Cain. Any rate, oh, uh, yeah. when when they captured, you know, when they when they captured Slanesh, they they had a they had they had Slanesh chained to those obelisks, you know, in that in that picture you saw. I don't know if this yeah. if this has something tied into that. You know what? It could be. Ah, gosh, it could be Lumineth. Now, nah, you know what? I'm going to stick with each final answer because I'm looking at the bird. The I'm thing. looking if at it's the a rumor thing, engine. Yeah, it's usually about a year out. Ah, uh, good point. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, the only thing I can think that might be, it might be something uh, to do with uh, Malarian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh Malachis, man, that would be of course, that would be those sweet. Of us from the old school. Yeah, Malachis, But I don't know. Right? Yeah. I really have no idea. I think it, I think it's Elvin. 
yeah, but you know what? Okay, you know what? It it's it, uh, you know it has all yeah. the, it has all the features of an elven obelisk. But look at the bird in the middle. That's like a that like a like a like a bird. It, it, that, almost, it looks like the can, I, it looks yeah, like a Kansas Jayhawk. That confuses me. I don't know. Yeah, but bird is each. Mm-hmm. And and the squiggly line thing up at the top though looks the hook like Slanesh, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not really sure either. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, looking at the runes on the side there, and I don't see anything that uh, sticks out as like Elven. Okay, but yeah, that's a tough one. It could be anything from an Underworlds unit to you know some new army for AOS. I mean, I know a lot of people still think Tyrion is coming. Yeah, um, maybe. I I can almost guarantee you he will not be in this new book. It'll probably be in a in a Lumineth book coming maybe next year, but. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. My guess you... is Elvin. Okay. I'm going to stick with. Uh... Do I want to stick with Zeech? Ah, the hell with it. I already said it. I'll stick with it. I, I'm not convinced anymore, but I'll I'll say it anyways. You know, I'll I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. Uh, but you know what I am going to stick with too is we got Armed Forces Day Five, AFD Five coming up this uh, July 30th and 31st. Um, and, and folks, for you guys out there that are competing, remember lists are due by or before Saturday, July 16th at 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. So get those suckers in before midnight of the 17th. Otherwise, uh, uh, that'll cost you some sports points. Um, but we want to make sure that we get those lists in. You can upload your lists if you're already a registered player uh, to Best Coast Pairings, which um, uh, if you paid, you're, you're on to Best Coast Pairings. So uh, we're going to be getting uh, that, uh, that taken care of. Make sure you get your lists in. Any questions, you can reach out to myself or Steve uh, on the, uh, the Facebook page. And uh, we will definitely... Um, Yes, Sean, 115959. You know, Sean's very critical with his, you know, he he's the king of procrastination. He's going to make sure that he just makes it just on time. You know, Sean, he'll never be on time or early. You know, that's Sean. That's our that's our that's our beloved Sean. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. That's why we keep him. That's why we keep him on the porch. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. So, um you know, but it's funny. You know, I look back and I'm so grateful of Armed Forces Day, you know, we're coming into our 5th year. Um, you know, and we're looking at, uh, a very successful turnout. You know, we've got not only age of Sigmar, but 40 K, uh, we got a total of 80 players, 40 on each side. Um, and the, the enthusiasm for it has been through the roof. The enthusiasm right. has been through the roof and, you know, to kind of rehash a little bit, uh, it's a, it's a two day age of Sigmar event, uh, and a 40 K event, uh, where each player is going to bring 2000 points of an army comprised of the most recent general's handbook, core rule book and AOS and 40 K rule set. Uh, this event is this event is going to be a one v one five game two day tournament to support our active duty troops while celebrating Armed Forces Day, national holiday to honor our active duty troops. And you know what what's really special about this for me is that you know many times we do wonderful things for the very old veterans or the very dead veterans, and which is both groups are extremely important. But sometimes you forget about the 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 soldier that is. Uh, still wearing the uniform and he's over there in, in some forward area and some, and, and, you know, all, you know, and, and those care packages mean a lot, you know, they, they get those deodorant and sticks of gum and mints and all that kind of stuff. And those, those things that the USO provides uh, really mean a lot. And so that's, that, that's, uh, that's something that we like to, 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 to remind ourselves on. So, you know, and I, I'm going to throw that out there. I'm not going to pontificate on this too much because I do have one thing I want to share with everybody before we, we get on to the rest of the show um, is, you know, 
when you when you're playing in tournaments, and we're getting back into tournament season, and thank gosh for that because you know we're you know it seems like the veil is being lifted and people are getting out and having fun again, as we kind of briefly said earlier in the show. But when you're getting out to tournaments, you know whether it's Armed Forces Day or another tournament, doesn't matter. You know, make sure that 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 you know you're you're really putting yourself out there on on understanding what that tournament is or isn't. You know, and 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 ask yourself that question before you before you plunk down a bunch of money and you know spend money on a tournament that that you can generally play this game for free where you don't have to you know what is a tournament doing something good? Is it is it a, is it benefiting something? We think we're doing that. We think that's what part of the success is. So now that I've sit on my soapbox, Steve. I, I can't do it. I'm going to pop. I don't think I'm going to wait till uh, this Saturday. Can I? Can I tell the news now, or should I wait? Uh, sure. Why not? All right, folks. Here's what we're doing. Signups for Armed Forces Day Six are going to happen on Saturday, uh, July sixteenth. What we're going to do is from July sixteenth till February first, all participants are going to be $40. Now, that's $10 less than what the current ticket price is for AFD 5. And we're doing that because we're expanding the tournament. Uh, we are Our goal is to get as many as uh, 86 tables. 86. Or players. Players. Yeah, eight, I'm sorry, eight, eight, 86 players uh, in the event. Correct. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for catching me on that one. Um, 86 players in the event for Armed Forces Day 6. The, uh, the plan right now is we're going to remain at the uh, the VFW, uh, but we are going to do Age of Sigmar one weekend, and we're going to do 40K the following weekend. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, uh, we're going to be booked both weekends. Uh, so this this year we're going to have it, uh, or next year we're going to have it back again in June. Um, and again, so starting July 16th all the way through to February 1st, tickets are $40 for all attendees. So, um, really, uh, really looking forward to, um, getting everybody out again for, for what we feel is going to be, uh, another successful year. And I want to thank each and every one of all you awesome glue sniffing dice, chucking gamer goons out there for being tremendous and, and, and the enthusiasm. And I got to tell you the straight up killers that show up to this event every year. I mean, awesome players. Oh, it is a tournament of killers. It is a tournament of killers. And the nice thing about it is the guys that we consider to be killers are some of the best guys you'll ever meet. Oh, no kidding. They're highly competitive players, Yeah. but everyone remembers why they're there. They are there to support our troops. They are there to make sure that the money that they pay to get into that tournament goes to a charity. It goes to the USO. It's helping out our guys that are overseas. And like you said, there's nothing better than when you get a care package. Every soldier I have ever talked to has said that same thing. And that's what we like to do. And the intensity for this tournament has, this year, has just been insane. We've had people calling from like two, three states away saying, hey, is there any room? Can we get in? Can we get in? And we right. just, folks, we just simply don't have the tables because of 40K being on the other side of the hall. And it's not to blame 40K. It's just to say we're full. We're absolutely at capacity. Yeah. So, and, and the enthusiasm is likewise for 40K. I mean, and, and you know. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's awesome about it is, well, I'll, I'll leave it at this. So so be on the lookout for that. We're going to be posting the the news of the um, the ticket sales for next year for Armed Forces Day 6. Uh, and again, that will run through 
the 16th of July through February 1st. Um, tickets for both events will be $40 a piece, a player. Um, and then after that, they'll, they'll, they'll go up to their, their normal price, uh, whatever that may be. Um, but they'll be $40 up until that point because we really want, our goal is to get 86 tables, 86 players. Uh, I keep saying tables. Boy, I'm already, I'm already thinking about AFD7. a question that someone might ask who's currently playing in the tournament. Sure. Every person who is currently in the tournament this year ha- is guaranteed a spot in the tournament next year if they pay uh, early, correct? Correct. Yes, they are. Okay. Yep, exactly. So those of you who are, the 40 of you who are playing in the tournament this year, if you pay for Armed Forces Day next year, you are guaranteed a spot and you're getting $10 off. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And that will go until February 1st of uh, February 23. 1st. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, well, let, for, but for here and now, folks, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, uh, July 30th and 31st for AFD 5. Uh, but but more recent than that, we're looking forward to come back after the break. We're going to be talking about oldies but a goodies. Be right back. Hey gang, I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or... Should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more, so get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. All right, we are back, and we're going to be getting into uh, the Destruction Grand Alliance. We're going to be talking about the oldies but a goodie, and we're going to be talking about some older lists that uh, we think you guys are going to be able to remain uh, pretty competitive on if you want to uh, dig some of your, uh, either your Ogre Maw Tribe, Sons of Behemoth, or uh, um, uh, Spite Gits out of the Mothballs, and then give them a whirl if you haven't already haven't already done that. But um but really, you know, Steve, again, just to kind of rehash it, the, the, the essence uh, of what we're talking about here when we say oldie but a goodie um, for these Grand Alliance uh, armies, right, um, is the non-red books, right? And Yeah, the white backs. Yeah, but, but let's take one half step backwards because I think I want to recognize a couple of things from, from some conversations I've had here recently. And, and as of right now, Orc War Clans are the only red book army uh currently you know in in line with this new edition now steve what are your thoughts with the current state of destruction as a whole in this new edition as it stands right now today uh if i were to give them a grade i would give them a b minus um i think that orc war clans are still an extremely viable list sons of behemoth are still you know tearing it up out there on the battlefields Ogres and Gloom Spites, I think, are in a very bad spot, but I think that's going to be cured in the next couple months. 
I don't see them putting out a gloom spite gets book and it's bad. And I would apply the same logic to the ogres. I don't see them going through all that for nothing. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I don't, I don't think that they're going to take, I think ogres, I, you know, ironically enough, and I'm not saying this because they're my favorite destruction army. I, I see them putting more into the ogres. Um, only because I, I think, I think, I think, they missed a couple of beats with Orc Warclans. And let me, and let me, let me kind of take a step back and stick with Orc Warclans. Well, cause we're going to get into the other three destruction armies here in a very, in, 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 a, in a second. So sure. It's interesting to me, Steve, you know, again, sticking with Orc Warclans for, for a second here before we get into it. Yep. It's interesting to me that barring big wah, as with the three, let's call it three Orc Warclan armies in the red book, which are bone splitters, iron jaws and, and, and cruel boys. I think yeah. Iron Jaws are in the best position for success in this new edition. So, so just sticking with the Orc War Clans, would you agree that that's a is that a true statement? Yes. Yeah, I think Orcs can Orcs can still be a four and one army. Okay. All right. Easily. Yeah. Easily. They have the pig Iron Jaws, the Gore Grunters. They they still have the double cabbage list available to them, and that list is still a deadly list to try to fight against. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and and like I said, you know, you're right, you're right, and I think now with the with the bounty hunters, I think I think Gorgruntas are in even a more devastating yep. uh, place. Um, and you know, I, I think there's a lot of innate things that you know the Iron Jaws do. They just do better and more efficiently. I mean, the Umesson rule. Let's just let's just pick on that one for a second. Um, even though I think that it, I think at first a lot of people refer to Umesson as kind of a fool's gold thing, uh, but it's still very valuable. You know, I, I think the oh, the word, it sure is. Well, I think the wording of it is what is what tips people off is maybe it's not not as good. You know, with with what your brutes are going to be able to do because it says enemy models uh, with a wound characteristic of one that are within three inches of the unit cannot contest objectives. Not the unit. I think I think if it said unit to the U messing rule, I think that would be a bigger deal. But but regardless of all that, I think Iron Jaws of the of the three factions within Orc War Clans. Are definitely sitting at the at the top. Um, oh, and, without a doubt. And if I if I were to say this, you know, truthfully, I think. And again, folks, you know, we you know, this is one man's opinion here, and 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 you know, Steve, you know, Steve will have his opinions too. This is we're an opinion based show, but I think with the Orc War Clans, I think in the order of success going top to bottom, I think it's Iron Jaws, Cruel Boys, and Bone Splitters. That that's what I think as far as. Oh, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, and, and I think I think only because Cruel Boys. I think if Cruel Boys hit harder, they'd be better than Iron Jaws. But they're a little feather-fisted. They got great. They got good shooting. Their magic is kind of comical. Uh, they got too many number. They got too many eight to cast and seven to cast spells for for my taste. Uh, but but I think if they hit harder, I think they'd be pretty fantastic. And and I, I mean without all the innate stuff like poison tip spears and all that kind of stuff. Thoughts? I think there's a lot of creativity. Uh, available to you if you wanted to play something like a Cruel Boys list. Um, they're not a boring army. They have great monsters. They have great units. Uh, the the troll lords, uh, the ones that are riding on top of the trolls. I mean, yeah. you know, they're fantastic oh, yeah. in combat. So right. there's a lot of versatility in a Cruel Boy list. But I think that every Auric player is saying the same thing. Why would I mess? with a subpar version of this book when I can go straight to the best. True. Which is, of course, the, the you know, the Iron brutes, jaws. the, yeah. the gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cabbages, Iron Jaws, yeah. 
Yeah. Why am I going to waste money and time on a subpar Oracleus? And I right. just think that that, unfortunately, is the quandary that most uh, Oric War Clan players are in. They want to try different facets of the book, but if they want to remain competitive, they can't. Yeah, and, and I and I like I like the way you put that because uh, well okay you know we, we won't beleaguer that because boy could we really continue to talk about we could turn this into an Orc Warclan show and we're not going to do that but I think I think let's just let's just put it this way Let, let's go and get started now with with looking at the different the three different white back or the older you know oldie but a goodie lists and and talk about that because I'm going to start with what I feel is probably of the of of all the destruction lists and and folks are probably going to think I'm a little loony for saying this but let's just pretend. Sons of Behemoth, and pretend here with me, uh, Steve. Let's say Sons of Behemoth, let's say Ogre Maw Tribes, and let's say Gloomspite Gits were not to get another book. Let's let's pretend we knew that through this entire season they weren't going to get a new book, and this is who they were going to be for 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 the length of this season, right? Let's just sure season one and two. Let's just the say. hypothetical. I would say that under the current circumstances, and nobody thought about this, even myself included, at the beginning of this that I would say Sons of Behemoth are probably going to fare the best. Now, let's start with those lists, all right? And, sure. and, and and again, a lot of people probably just went, what the hell are you talking about? But I can explain. I can explain. So we're going to start off with Sons of Behemoth. Now, I wanted to start with Sons of Behemoth as I think, A, the new edition, when it first came out, a lot of folks had them written off because of maybe not being playable in this new edition because they didn't have Galician veterans. Well, then, because of rule minutia and things like that, you know, you could take you could take man crushers. And I think you'll agree that that being unplayable is far from the truth. I would say that of all the current four factions, they're probably going to be uh, doing very, very well and, and doing it fairly easily. I think war stompers, uh, as in the list that I'm, I'm presenting here with uh, a whole brood of man crushers, I think is is a way to go. Um, I think that, that with man crushers, with their bonuses and the fact that the second war stopper, if you carry two, now I know Steve, you're, you're a big fan of the nursery list. You like to see one war stopper with nine man crushers, which is, which is a different type of effectiveness. I would say equally as effective. I chose this list because it's not, not a lot of people are talking about it and there's a cleverness to it. Remember we talked about cleverness with list building. The second war stopper can use, can use regular command abilities. You know, because in the book, the, the, your, your general war stomper can't use regular command abilities. They got to use everything in the stomper tribe, but the second one can. So there's there's a little bit of clever innateness that you can do with with a list like this. But that's why I want to start with with Sons of Behemoth because I think they're quote unquote the sleeping giant. I think again, what this edition has done because look, think about where they've come they've come from, Steve. They went from you know crushing everyone. I mean, you you were what thirty two and one with your gatebreaker list with your gatebreaker. Yeah, thirty two and one with my gatebreaker list for over thirteen months. Yeah. So they were killing it. And all of a sudden, when GW kind of took a left turn at Albuquerque and, and they came out with the with the with the new, you know, uh, you know, prime hunters and prime the targets. Hunters, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, people threw, you know, threw them up on the shelves out of out of, you know, almost like fear mongering. They were like, well, I'm not you know, I'm not going to give away extra points to my opponents. Well, come in this new edition with the whole back and forth with Galician veteran versus bounty hunters, you find out that your man crushers can all be bounty hunters. I mean, you're not going to have any Galician veterans in the list to speak of. Now, all of a sudden, well, and the hunt is over and the hunt is over. uh, Yeah. All of those, all of those penalties that they gave to dragons and to giants, that's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we're, yeah, now we're in the new world. Yeah. So it's funny because when, when, you know, so let's get into the list here. I mean, when, when, when we review this, um, 
we we dug I, I dug a little bit deeper when 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 coming up with a list that a wasn't very typical and and b maybe we had a little bit of cleverness to it that I think could play very well in this edition. Um, and with this list of, of war stompers, you know, I, I went with rather than gate breakers. And it isn't to say that war stompers are better than gate breakers. Um, I'm not saying that, but I think, but moreover, in this current edition, I think war stompers pair better with man crushers. That's obviously just from the book. But I think that the, I think the war stomper man crusher thing is probably going to be pound for pound. It might be a little bit better in this edition. Um, because I, I think man crushers are going to be the new hot take in this new edition. With as bounty hunters, with their plus one to do damage, you know all you know with, with what they're going to be able to do on the tabletop. I think I think that's, I think to me this is probably going to be one of your more successful Sons of Behemoth lists if you wanted to go that route. And again, I've got you know two war snappers in there, and then I've got um, uh, essentially four units of man crushers. I've got a mob, which is a unit of three of them, and then I've got three individual uh, units. Um, and if you look at my second war stopper there, you know, I'm taking, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the arcane tome with flaming weapon, you know, that is, that's almost a, a, a giver for, for, I don't want to say a throwaway gargant, but you know, he's going to be able to hold an objective and, you know, with, with their, with their club attacks and their club rules. I think this list is probably, um, probably a, a good all-around list because you're also getting the innate cleverness of the other war snapper being able to use general you know or normal command abilities um and again yeah our, our gate breaker breaker tribes you know they're going to do more damage because of fierce loathing sure I, I i agree with that but i think overall i think man crushers are going to be the new hotness in in this current edition what what say you steve all right so as i look at your list you have everything you need for your general uh, the War Stomper number two, uh, good idea with the Arcane Tome because now he'll be able to dispel at least one spell. Right. And uh, the Flaming Weapon essentially turns that War Stomper into a Gatebreaker because a normal Gatebreaker has damage three. Right. So you're not going to get the Ren three, but you're definitely going to get the damage three. Mm -hmm. And what's nice about that is that if you run into a group of uh, ten or more, He's going to be getting ten attacks of damage three, so he's he's going to be pretty equivalent to a gatebreaker. Right, right. And, and again, um, I'm curious as to why you did not make the three man mob a bounty hunter mob. Uh, that was probably that was probably a <laughs> that was probably a, a gaffe of my. Uh, well, all right, I'll be honest with you. Now I know why I did that. I did that originally. And then I looked at the I looked at the value of being able to spread the table and spread my 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 enemy forces because what they're going to do is they're probably going to target that three man man crusher mob because initial command abilities to get them to chuck the boulders and all that kind of stuff are probably going to be focus fired from them and a lot of times I think your your opponent is going to look at your secondary war stomper and they're going to look at your big uh, mob of, of of man crushers and go after them I'll have versatility with my three individuals you know, to either spread my enemy forces out or to go after those, those the Galician veteran targets individually. And at least, you know, if I don't, if I don't kill them with the extra damage, I'm going to soften them up pretty well. And, and, and whatever they don't kill, you, you bet your ass that other war stomper is definitely going to do it. So that was kind of my thinking there. Um, trying to think about, you know, round two and round three and round four of that game as it's going along. I just, I look at it this way. What would have I have done against a list like this if I was playing, say, an Underguts uh, Maw Tribe list? I, first thing I, I would target probably that three that three uh, uh, man crusher mob. You know, I, I would go after them first. So I didn't really want to lose my um, uh, my my bounty hunters right off the right off the bat. 
but you know what it is? It, it's, it's, you know what, again, too, hypothetical as it is, right? I mean, you know, um, I would think that, um, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, you could go either way. You know, you, you're saying you probably would have made the, 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 the mob part of your bet, part of your bounty hunter. Well, I would have, if I was playing a list similar to this, I would have eliminated the second war stomper. And I would have gone with the three units of three babies, right? And yeah. made them all bounty hunters. Yeah, you would have, you would have because, gone the nursery list. Oh, definitely. Because when they come in, remember they're doing damage three against any unit that's twenty or more. Yeah, yeah. Now they're doing damage four if they're bounty hunters. Yeah. You are going to erase anything off the table. Oh, without look, I, I'm not I'm not debating that at all. I I, I look, I think I think it's six one of dozen and the other, right? I think I think I I kind of went for a list that maybe not a lot of folks are going to be thinking about. Your and I knew I knew you'd like the 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 uh, the, the nursery list better, which is again, folks, what we're talking about is one war stomper general and then nine man crushers, two units of two two mobs yeah. essentially, two units of three, and then three individuals is probably what I would I would play. Um, or you, would you go three mobs in that, in that nine? Oh, I would definitely go three mobs of, of, yeah, okay. three mobs of three because that's 30 attacks at damage four. If you're fighting a unit that's 20 or more. Okay. Now, granted, we don't see a lot of 20 or more units anymore. Usually we're only seeing like these 10 units. Right. So you're still going to be doing damage three if you're a bounty hunter and which, they're deletion better. Which you're going to be getting them. So, yeah. You'll be getting them off the table a lot faster too. So. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, putting the war stomper in, he only has 10 attacks at damage three. Whereas a full mob of babies is going to have 30 attacks that's at a good damage point. three. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good, but, that's a good point. But, uh, I still think it's a very good list. Um, you know, is is it a is it a three and two, four and one, five and zero? Oh? I don't know. Uh, I've never played the War Stompers. I've always played the uh, the Gatebreakers. You, you know what? Honestly, I would say that it's probably it's probably out of ten games, I'll say six of them are going to be four and one. Yeah, five I'd, say, six, I'd say four yeah. of them are going to be three and two. It's it's going to be on the better side of four and one. I would say. It'll I would definitely say face. that. You know, we, It'll I gotta, depend who you face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know, um, but Steve, I got to say this before we get to the next list. You know, we, we got another person on the chat here, Ting Tong, uh, great name, Ting Tong. Um, and I got to be honest with you, you know, n- another brilliant person here. We've got we've got some of the most brilliant fans of the show. I mean, spectacular, cultured, just ambassadors of intelligence. I mean, you know, novelers always the new hotness. I, could you imagine? Where do we find such spectacular people? Do you know? At all? I mean, Pat, have you taken your meds tonight? Now, wait a minute. You can't, you know, look, Ting Tong and I are on the same wavelength. And I, this is a man of, of, of extreme culture. Oh, and Ting Tong, you don't want to be on the same wavelength as Pat. You know, you better rethink that one. This party. is, you know, I got to tell you, this, these are, these are, you I might want to go back to the drawing board on that. You know, I, I'm going to, I almost want to like, like, I don't ever want that, th- that, that, that chat to go away. It's just beautiful. All right, moving on. See, but uh, you know, and the other thing about this list, about the the sons of Beam out here, is nineteen twenty five points. So I'm I'm definitely going to be be getting my uh, my 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 triumph there, which uh, you know obviously. Well, which also means when your war stomper with the flaming weapon is ready to, or your mob of uh, man crushers down below the big mob, 
when they really need to get that, uh, when they really need to eliminate an important uh, enemy unit, right. that's when you're going to pop that. That's when you're going to say, you know, I'm going to go inspired this turn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just a look at, at maybe something that I feel is going to be on the better side of four and one, uh, you know, competitively in the market. Because here's the thing, too. And again, no Galician veterans. This list is all in for the bounty hunters. And, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think, I think I, I well, we'll, we'll get to the other list. I'll, I'll explain. I got a pretty good balance coming up here with, with the next list we're going to look at, but, um, yeah, this is kind of like a bounty hunter list. Basically. Well, but, but yeah, but I really think this is going to be the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think of the, the, the main destruction armies, I think people are going to have more success per capita with sons of Behemoth. If, and again, let's go back to what I said before. If we knew that sons, uh, gloomies and, and ogres were not getting a new book. Yeah, we don't have a guarantee that it's going to be ogres or gloomies. I mean, all we know right now is that there are two destruction books coming. Right, but you think it's gloomies? I, oh, I 100% believe it's gloomies, and I'm about 70% sure that it's ogres. Okay, but well, they could pull a fast one on us and give us a son's book. So, so here's, know. here's what we're gonna do, folks. We're gonna do we're gonna do a bet. Um, I'm gonna say it's ogre moth tribes is gonna be the new book. Steve's gonna say it's gloom spike gets. Uh, if Steve loses, and it is ogres, if Steve loses, well, it's going to be both. Well, you can't, you can't go there, Steve. Now you're ruining the whole bet. I was, you know, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> the bet makes no sense. All right, all right. <laughs> we Steve. know we're getting ogres and gloomies. I'm probably. not, I'm not even going to bring the bet up anymore. All right, let's get on to the next list. Let's get on to the next one here. So, the next one is a gloom spite gets uh, list that I think, um, again, you know, I think this is on the the better side of what I'd like to call uh, four and one. And and I'm going to go back to what I said at the very, very beginning of the show here. And that's Gloomspite gets have an interesting position you know, in this new meta, if I can call it that. Uh, and Steve, you believe, as you just said, that they're going to be getting a new book this year, possibly. You know, 100%. Yeah. 100% and, and, and I think they're going to improve on what I thought was a pretty freaking awesome book in the, in the first place. But really quickly, talk to us about, this army and 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 it and how it struggled, and and leaving out the the the, the rock cut trogoffs, but how it struggled in the past three meta. Well, the the problem was is that every time I would go somewhere, every time I would look at someone playing this army, all I saw were trolls. No one played the squigs. No one played the moon clan grots. They were virtually non-existent. I know of two people that ever played the spiders myself and Randy. Yeah. So that's the biggest problem that you run into with the gloom spike gets book. Everything is there, but everyone is not playing what is there, right? They're playing the trolls because the trolls are unfortunately the only thing in the book worth a damn right now. Well, and they, they, they hit hard and they're resilient. So, I mean, that's, you know, they hit hard and they're resilient. Exactly. They're they're kind of the set it and forget it kind of, uh, kind of an army. Right. So, I mean, there, there, there you have it. Um, but, let, but let's get but into this. The problem, go ahead. No, no, go no, no, no. The problem is, let, your, your point first. The, the problem is with this new edition, uh, as I look at this list right here, if you'll indulge me. Go ahead. Have I seen three units of six Rock Gut Tragos down there? You are seeing three units of six Rock Gut Tragos. Okay, so because the bottom of the screen is kind of hard for me to see, but that's okay. Um, you definitely... Do not want to play a trog list in this edition. Now, someone out there saying, "Well, what are you talking about? I thought you just got done saying that they're the you know the best unit in, in the book." They are. Problem is, 
If you make them battle line, they become Galician veterans because they are four wounds or less. Now all you're doing is you're giving your opponent with bounty hunters an extra point of damage against you. So you very intelligently went the route of a loon uh, boss on a cave squig. Yep. I mean, I probably would have put him on a mangler squig, but whatever, you know. Right. Um, and the point of that is that you don't want a trog boss as your general because he'll actually handicap or hurt your rock gut trog. That's you true. don't want that. Yeah. Absolutely. So you actually want uh, the moon clan, the loon boss on the mangler squig so that the trogs are just are non battle line. Right. They're just a great, you know, unit in your, you know, in your army. And now, and they're bounty hunters. So and now, bounty hunters. now yeah, they're getting plus they're one doing damage. damage for against yeah. the Galatians. Yeah. So and, you know, I like what you put together here on this list. Important to note that the Loon Shrine now gives Trogs, if they are wholly within 12 inches of yep. it, plus yep. one armor, yep. which is where Trogs always should have been. They always right. should have had four for an armor. Always. They are rock guts. They live among the rocks. Why is their skin not a four-up save? Bingo. You know? Makes no sense to me, but whatever. That's fine. Um, let's see what else you have here. You have your your trash, your shootas, and yep. your squigs. That's yep. great. That's and, fine. And I well, again, too, I, I I took them because I needed the Galician veterans. Now the squigs aren't Galician veterans, but I did something kind of tricky. And and I'm I'm a fan. And I know you and I have talked about it. We're kind of we're kind of on polar opposite ends of the opinion here. Uh, but I got to be honest with you. I'm a I'm a big fan of fanatics. I, I, I real the, 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 the Loon Smasher fanatics and I'm hiding them in my shooters because we know that shooters as Galician veterans are going to get charged. They're going to, and, and, and I want those fanatics to pop out and, and look, if I can buy at least one more round of points on an objective, I mean, we, you and I've talked about it before. You hold two thirds or more of the objectives for three battle rounds. Mathematically, you've won the game. Yes. And also, the. Uh, they're going to be forced to deal with those fanatics, uh, which is frustrating as all hell because you, you can't run into them or they're going to, you know, maul you. Yeah, um, exactly. They create a second roadblock. So you have your shooters, you know, then you have your, which you can, uh, you can arrange it so that your trogs are in front, your shooters are in back shooting over the trogs. You have your unit long enough so that you can throw out fanatics in front of the trogs when anything comes in. Right. So you're not only protecting your trogs with the fanatics, you're protect you're protecting your shooters, and they're going to keep shooting. And then the trogs, of course, if they do end up killing the fanatics, what's coming right behind them? Well, a damage for trog unit. Right. Now, if you're a Galician veteran. Right. So there's there. I mean, there's a lot of tactics that you could use there. Yeah, and I think I think too when you look at some of the updates and why why I took Glog's Mega Mob too to kind of wrap it up because obviously it's not a it's not a trog based army is obviously it, I, I'm I'm going to get the um, the benefits of what it's going to do for my bounty hunters which I'm putting exactly. a lot of, I'm putting a lot of emphasis onto the onto the trogoths. Um, yes, the the Dankold Trog boss in this in this edition in this season will do nothing for you except absolutely puts you at a disadvantage against any army that is a bounty hunter. 
Right. Because you're going to be a Galician veteran now. You've just you've just hurt yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, a, a, a trog boss is just going to get your trog boss killed. So, and that's kind yes. of the whole point about this list. This is more of a balanced list, uh, you know, you know, based off yeah. of the Sons of BMI nice list, list we just saw. And, and, you know, it's more of a stiff arm. You know, this list is, is more of a counter-punching list where, you know, the, the, the Sons list we just looked at was a walk up and give you a cupcake and kick you in the nuts. Where this one is, like I said, it's, it's more of a counter-punching list, uh, more well, of, a, of a stiff arm. What's also of note is that the fungoids have itchy nuisance. So True. if you are Both fortunate enough to get off that spell yeah, and uh, the Trogs are able to go first, wow, there that you go. could be devastating. Yeah, I man. mean, that could absolutely be devastating because you attack with one Trog unit, wipe out whatever you're facing, then normally then they would have an opportunity to strike. But because you put that spell on that other unit, now they can't strike back, so now two Trog units are going in a row yeah, if and, you only have, like, two combats. And here's what's great about Itchy Nuisance. It casts on a six. I mean, that's for, for yes. what that spell it's does. very easy to get off. Yeah, in 18-inch range, it casts on a yep. six. I mean, guys, that's that's worth its weight in gold. It's probably one of the best spells in, in the game, really. And people are probably wondering, well, why does he have it twice? Well, the reason you have it twice is because one of those fungoids is going to get popped. So you want to make sure the other one has that spell available to him as well. Right. The first right. itchy nuisance is going to be cast on a unit. And then the second fungoid is going to be throwing mystic shield on the trogs. Right. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this is more of just a stiff arm list to kind of show you how you can be competitive. Yeah. Now, this a nice one, well-rounded list. This one, I think, is probably right down the middle of 50-50. If we go with 10 games, I think you're probably going to be able to pull out four and one five times. Yeah. Four and one. I, or, you know, five out of 10. Yeah, I think I think you're going to be three and two, five out of ten times with this list too, depending on your matchups. You know, it really I, I, depends once again what you're facing. Right. Uh, right. A shooty list will probably be a nightmare for you, but if you're going just straight up combat list, right, you, you could do very well with those three units of six drugs. Oh, now no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it at all. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that Gloom Spite gets uh, list, you know, kind of helps some of you folks out there, you know, as far as as far as that. But let's get into the third and and, and final list here in our in our oldie but a goodie uh, review. And this is my personal favorite. These are these are these are my boys here, man. This is uh, this is the uh, the dad bods, man. The fat boys. This is my ogre moth tribes. And this is my personal <laughs> the dad bods. That's is it, that man. What you just said that's exactly what I just said. Those uh, are some pretty big dads. They, well, yeah. And, and this is my personal favorite destruction army, Ogre Maw Tribes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it on the boards, but I got my my Snogers. Um, I really followed the all frosting theme that they were cursed and and these almost like these. Um, uh, well, I kind of I kind of framed them a little bit off of Game of Thrones when I painted them up. I kind of did uh, uh, kind of like a uh, and they white walk phenomenal. And uh, I, I I love the army. My favorite, probably one of my favorite armies I to to play. Um, but. Um, so what, what can you say? They're classic, man. They're ogres. They're classics. But coming into this version of Age of Sigmar, you know, the General's Handbook 20, 22, 23, um, I would say ogres got a real boost. You know, I mean, let's put it this way. In the past, if you were playing ogre maw tribes, if you were playing, what, Boulderhead or Blood Gullet or maybe occasional Underguts, you were probably on the better side of three and two at best, maybe a couple of four and ones. Well, they we were... saw a lot of ogre armies at the top of uh, a lot of tournaments for a long time. We did. With we did. using this 
this faction. Yeah, we did. And I think for but for a long time, the the the, the more the, the the more competitive side of it was the Beast Claw Raiders. I think towards the, as the game evolved through 3.0, you saw more undergut lists and you know the people bringing out their Iron Blasters and you know you know our units like that. But I I think I think ogres tried to uh, tried to get to that place that Gloomspite gets accomplished with the with the continuity in in, in in the book. Ogres never quite got there. That's why you know Thunderbellies and Meat Fist and different different tribes like that really kind of fell flat. But I think this new edition here with the General's Handbook 22-23 Season 1, I think it really boosted, gave them a boost. You know, starting off yeah. with, the, with the points drops. You know, the FAQ, just just before we got this new edition, you know, when when, when you shave off points to the Thunder Tusks, namely the, the Frost Lord and the Thunder Tusk, which was always one of my favorite units, but he was always too expensive. Uh, Thunder Tusk Beast Riders, you know, the Dirty Snowballs. I, I love the Dirty Snowballs. You know, Nobblers saw greatest unit in the game, Ting Tong, you know, Darktron 69. You guys out there listening, Nobblers, here we are we're talking about that. We're all, our club's back again. Uh, Nobblers saw a 20-point drop, which is which is good as as they didn't really um, need it, but but that that was uh, a, a huge benefit um, because they're really, and again, I'm not, this is me getting weird about Nobblers again, but they're far more than just a chaff unit. I mean, Nobblers actually will win you a game. Um, and I think with the new horde heavy focus, uh, you know, I think Nobblers are going to be useful for, for helping, uh, to outnumber on, on points, um, as you know, might makes right alone may, may not do the job anymore with the way things have shifted. But I think ogres, especially, um, when, when you look at what, the list that I'm presenting here, I think it got quite a boost. You know, I've got a Frost Lord and Stonehorn. I've got a uh, Frost Lord and a Thunder Tusk. I've got another Frost Lord and a Stonehorn. I've got an Icebrow Hunter, a Huskard and a Stonehorn. So you can kind of see the motif that I'm going with. My 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 general is my Icebrow Hunter. I've got my my battle line is as three Frost Sabers. Um, and again, I'm I'm kind of coming at you with a very similar you know hammer type of a type of a list because again, I've got my my, my one Frost Lord. What do I got on him? Arcane Tome, Flaming Weapon, Metal Cruncher. Metal Cruncher is probably one of the best uh, mount traits you can put on this on this army. Uh, I've I've escalated the Husker on a Stonehorn by giving him Brandis Vard, which by the way this is a Boulderhead list, so that Brandis Vard is going to help the the Husker, who's a little soft in close combat. The mount is still a Stonehorn, but the Husker you know doesn't do much beyond his punches and kicks. Um, and then of course my 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 second. Frostlord on a Stonehorn's got Black Clatterhorn, and my Frostlord on a Thunder Tusk has got Avagar Ancient. What's great about that one is not only is that Frostlord, it's still a Frostlord. He's still going to hit you harder than Winter on Welfare, but that that Thunder Tusk is going to be negative one to hit in close combat. You're going to get the Dirty Snowballs, which is going to be you know 12 attacks, uh, 12 shooting attacks. But then the Avagar Ancient is any unit that's within three inches of this particular Thunder Tusk fights last. So this this Frostlord can be a great delivery piece for any of the other Stonehorns. That are that are on the table, and of course, a slaughtermaster in this kind of a list, you're going to be fishing for those, you know, plus ones and things like that out of the maw pot uh, that he's going to be, uh, or out of his own personal pot uh, that he's going to be working on. So this list here is again, if you notice, I kind of tried to look at a list that um, that uh, are kind of like this is this is what I'd like to call the effort list, right? The people that say, well, I'm not going to play Galician veterans or bounty hunters. I'm going to play what I've always played. This right here, and you know, Steve, we played a bunch of games against each other, with each other, you know, all that kind of So this has been my typical ogre-type list for a long time. So this is kind of my how can you still be successful in this in this game. Um, and when I say successful, I mean three and two are better. Um, 
in this game with 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 a list like this that takes really no heed whatsoever. Um, and of course, yeah, my frost savers I, I threw in there just for conversational purposes with in expert conquerors. Um, but this is pretty much still a, a list I've always played. Yeah, it is a classic boulder head list. Um, someone might say, well, what is the point and purpose of the frost savers in the army? Well, you have to remember there are certain scenarios, the battle plans that require you to have a Galician veteran to hold a, an, an objective. So you could literally just take one of those frost sabers and just go boop, put them right on top of that objective and they control it. Right. Especially at the start of the game. Like we know when you're just getting the game going, some of the battle tactics that you can use at the start of the game have to do with these Galician veteran units. So, yeah, I mean, it's and, it, and you could honestly have the frost saber behind some of the frost lords and just say proving ground. Yeah, and if they're fighting you with a unit that is not approving or not a uh, Galician veteran unit, they're they're screwed. Yeah, because you have that one little goofy frost saber there, uh, you know, making it a proving ground. Yeah, and, and you know the one thing about Stonehorns, you know, you go up against them and they get you on the charge. It's like it's like French kissing a freight train. I mean, they're they're gonna they're just gonna they're gonna just maul you down. And, and yeah, they're their, never their... fun because of the five plus ward save. Well, that's it too. Yeah, and you know, I want to answer something too on the boards. You know, you know, Ting Tong says, you know, uh, can gluttons. Uh, just not be terrible. Yeah, you know, doesn't that suck? You know, we had all this hope for 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 gluttons. You know, especially coming in, we all thought Meat Fist was going to be a thing again. You know, they get to fight in two, in two ranks, and you know, the, here's the problem. Here's the problem, and I want to kind of touch on on why because I was really hoping gluttons were going to be something again. Because you know, Steve, you and I are old guys. You know, we 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 played Eighth Edition, and you know, you you remember the old uh, you know glutton Death Stars. You know, that were back then they were they were you know mm-hmm. the, bull, the the ogre bull uh, Death Stars. Uh, the yep. ogre bulls were the way to go. I mean, yeah, okay, you'd, you'd have you'd have MSU units of, of iron guts, but your your bulls were really the ones that could tie it up. Yeah, and, what's unfortunate is that the current gluttons are battle line whether you like it or not. Yes, they're and that's always battle line. So that means they're always Galatian veterans. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've said it you know a million times. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you have four wounds because right. you really, when you think about it. You're only a two wound model to a to a bounty hunter because they only have to wound you twice. Yeah. And they're doing damage. They're doing plus one damage. Yeah. So you're just I mean, they're just going to rip you apart. I mean, you could play a big fat chunk of 12 buttons and all it takes is you getting hit by a semi decent bounty hunter unit and you're screwed. Yeah, five plus save, no rend on their attacks. You know, I, yeah. I think I think the gluttons, they're just awful right now. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. So so honestly, you know, Ting Tong, yeah, you know, they 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 do suck. And this edition wasn't very good to them. As a matter of fact, I think this edition put the gluttons a little bit further back on the on the shelf on the display case <laughs> than than they were before. Uh, unfortunately. Well, you're still seeing Beast Claw Raiders. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. That's my point. You're yeah. still seeing Beast Claw Raiders dominate ogre armies on the, I mean, as the dominant ogre army on the table. You yeah. don't see anyone pulling the gluttons off the shelf. I mean, we're not even seeing iron guts on the shelf. Right. And this is where, and, and you're or right. Or on, on the table. I on the say. table. And, and I think this is, this is the biggest point of like, you know, you talked about the different groups of players, right? The people that are going to be for one or the other. I think Ogre Maw Tribes have seen the biggest, you know, effort type of player base. You know, the people that just said, you know, because I'm one of them. I'm just going to, I'm just going to play what I've been playing. I'm going to continue what, what I'm doing because it works. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you can't, as you've always said, you know, you can't, you, you, you can't, you can't hold an objective if your units are dead. And yeah, Beast, I mean, that's Beast Ball Raiders, Kragnos, 
you know, maybe a mercenary giant. They, they do that pretty well. So I, I, and that's why I go back to what I'm saying with Sons of Behemoth. I don't think, I don't think, a, I don't think a Sons of Behemoth player really is going to give two craps that, that they don't have Galician veterans in their army. I, no, I, they know, don't need them. Well, that's my point. Um, especially if they're playing like a gatebreaker list, like the one I used to play. Uh, you're already doing 10 attacks at Ren 3, Damage 3. You don't need any more bonuses. You're already an obscene unit as it is. Right. Right. So so here's wrapping up this conversation, I kind of want to I want to ask you two questions. Out of the current white books, the oldies but a goodies, you know, in, in mm-hmm. order of, of best to worst, who do you think is going to see the most success? If they if they didn't have a new book at all, you know, at, at, you know, as far as as far as the three, Sons of Behemoth, Ogre Moth Tribes. Um, and uh, Gloomspite gets in that order. Well, oh, you mean the order exactly that I just said? What you just said. Okay. Well, I, I, you know what? <laughs> that was. I didn't mean that was not. Okay, that wasn't intentional. It's the truth. That's where they are right now because um, the Suns player is going to be on top always. Right. You're always going to have the Boulderhead uh, uh, player, which is always, which is still a viable army, and then you're going to see the the mixed. Legion, if you will, or you're just going to see uh, a few Moon Clan Grot units with heavy Tragus, because you're literally committing suicide if you play a troll list right, right now in yeah. this new in this season. Right now, that may change next season, but if you go out there right now and try to play a Dankle Tragus army, you are just you're just opening yourself up to be annihilated. Yeah, you're toast. Yeah, you're you're, you're toast. Yeah, you yeah, can't play the Trog army in this season. No, no, you're, you're really gonna get can't. killed. Yeah, I would say that too. So let me ask you a question. What about let's just let's just do one more little pretend hypothetical here. So that's kind of a sure. that's kind of a hypothetical is a pretend, right? So okay, so anyway, moving on. Um that's like saying I'm from the Department of Redundancy Department. A hypothetical pretend. Got it. Um So what about Orc Warclans? Where do you think Orc Warclans fit in with the three white books in order of best to least as far as destruction right now? Put the orcs first and then keep the same order. Okay, so you think the orcs would beat out Sons of Behemoth? Absolutely. Okay. All right. The double cabbage and the pig list is still a five and zero army. Does it? If, if they're now, does it beat I a say that against list? the right kinds of opponents? Yeah, they they could definitely go five and zero at a tournament. Okay. All right. All right. And and again, let, let's let's kind of clarify that before we get into the closing thoughts here on the show. Five and zero on a tournament. Is luck, right? I mean, the best you could best you can build sure for and hope for is four and one because that 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 five and zero oh game well, on a five game tournament that's that's a luck of the draw. You're you're getting somebody you that you can take. Yeah, you can always take the best player, uh, the best players in the country. Uh, all it takes is you know a couple bad dice rolls. All it takes is you know a strategy to go wrong for you, and it's over. I mean, it's luck. It is luck. I mean. Is part of its skill? Sure, there is. There are some players that just have more tactics and skill than others. Right. You're always going to have that, no matter what game you're playing. But largely, largely, it's luck. Yeah. Because I don't care if you're the best player in the world. You come charging in and you roll all ones, oops. Right. (laughs) You know, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. Very, very true. Um, 
Well, good stuff. Well, well, gang, I hope that this little conversation on oldie but a goodie destruction lists you know, in armies, I hope it helped you. Now, you know, maybe you agreed with what we showed you. Maybe you didn't. Maybe, you know, you got, still got some questions. These are just what I thought I could put out in front of you guys as kind of what what kind of embodies maybe how these armies could still be effective. And, you know, maybe we'll keep going with this. Maybe we'll look at order armies. You know, we got cities of Sigmar that's still out there. Maybe we'll look at, maybe we'll talk about slaves of darkness. You want to talk about kind of a, kind of an oldie, but a goodie, you know, look what they did with their, with their Zeech, you know, their markers each list, you know, they, they, they want to, they want a pretty big tournament. So I uh, went five and zero. Oh. So I think, I think there's a lot to be said for these armies out there that maybe are still white back books you know, that aren't the red back books, but, uh, but good conversation, Steve, as always, man. Absolutely. All right. You ready? You ready for some uh, closing thoughts? Sure. All right, it's to you. Yeah, don't be offended, folks, if, you know, you're playing Suns or you're playing Gloomies or you're playing Ogres and you think, you know, the order that, you know, we selected is different. Don't worry about that. Play the army that you've always been playing. Enjoy your army. I think you'll probably be more successful if you have a more well-rounded army than to just have all of one type. My opinion you may look at it differently, but don't go out and start buying all of this stuff and, and changing your army around because, folks, we're already five and a half months away from a new edition. So don't go crazy and buy all these units that you're not, you may not even be able to use when the next season comes up. The next season, for all we know, could go back to monsters. It could go to cavalry. It could go to magic. It could go to shooting. So don't panic. Play the army that you've always been playing. You know, remember, in the end, we're just two guys talking with opinions. You know, we're, we're no better. We're no less than any of you. So play the army that you've always played and enjoy your game. Because ultimately, you're still playing with plastic dollies, no matter how many times you look at it differently. Yeah. I would, I would tend to agree with... Uh... I would tend to agree with 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 all of that, um, but that's it. That's uh, that's a wrap for the show. And and uh, Steve, thanks again for being with us tonight, bud. Sure. And uh, folks, thank you all for being with us tonight. And until we meet up again, remember: roll them dice, fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. Good night, everybody. Oh, and one more thing before we go: join us next week. We got Kevin Jacoby that's going to be on the show with us. He's with Six Squared Studios. He's one of our sponsors. Uh, for uh, Armed Forces Day 5. And if you get a chance, head over to sixsquaredstudios.com and buy every last thing the guy has on his website. Buy it all. Go start at the top, go to the bottom, and just buy it all. Buy everything from him. <laughs> Six Squared Studios. All right, guys, that's it. I'm going to end it with that. Uh, and by the way, one more thing. Don't be a short pants. All right, talk to you. See you next week. Good night. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember,
remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants? <laughs>